Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey there, plushies and pain sluts, ferverts and fornophiles. This is Billy Persida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to the show if you're new, and hey, welcome back if you're not. This is a podcast where on most weeks I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex and dating, sexuality, gender, love. And this week I'm very excited to have Sarah on the podcast. Oh, so excited to have her on. Very lucky. Uh, I haven't seen this woman in 10 years. But, uh, but we recorded when I was out in London last week, and I can't wait to tell you more about her in a bit. But first, I got some show dates, people. Show dates. If you want to see me do some live stand-up comedy, uh, tonight, October 5th, I'm uh, down at downtown Brooklyn at LSC Brooklyn at 8.30. The next week, uh, October 14th, I'm at the American Theater for Actors doing a fundraiser. October 16th, I'm doing a roast battle. Uh, at Comedy Fight Club. That's over at the Lovecraft Bar on the Lower East Side. Might be my last roast battle for a while, so I encourage you all to come on out to those shows. London Debrief. That's what I've got written down. London Debrief. I did not get to do it last week because uh, I was still in London, but now I'm back in the debatably good old US of A. Wow, uh, it was a great trip again. Thank you to all the fan whores who, uh, who helped send me there. By pledging their support on Patreon, those dollars literally went a long way. I gotta tell you, I was nervous. It was kind of weird. Uh, I've been flying a lot more over the last year and a half, two years, more so than I used to. But and I, I'm, I'm normally not nervous on planes. I'm normally fine because I, I believe in logic, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fine. It's more expensive for that airline to have my plane crash and burn than to get me there safely. So I just trust that you know, corporate greed will get me to my final destination. But I don't know. It's something about the transatlantic portion of this is what freaked me out. Because I I, I have this weird belief that you can survive a plane crash if it just crashes in the ground. Or they can do like a a really shitty landing. But like, I'm like, oh, I could survive that. There's something about water that freaks me out. Because if I'm stuck in this big vessel and it goes down the water, like I'm not surviving that. Because what? We're not going to get out. Can't get the fucking door open without flooding the thing. So I'm just done. And I'm what? If I get out of the if I get out of the plane, I'm still fucked. I'm just floating around the Atlantic Ocean. So I don't know. Or or even worse, you crash and you land in Greenland and you're now in Greenland and that blows. So I don't know. I was feeling very. I was legitimately very nervous i got so nervous i looked up the faa's like history i didn't realize this was very public knowledge where you can look up the faa's all their crashes you can look up all the crashes and there's way less crashes um like commercial airline crashes than i expected so that made me feel at ease and then i felt fine because none of them were over the atlantic ocean so it was like all right i feel better now but I don't know why I was still nervous. Uh, what's different? Because I flew to Amsterdam a couple years ago, if you remember, from uh, episode 13, 12, where I talked to a prostitute from the, the red light district in Amsterdam. I, I felt fine flying there, but flying here, I don't know what was different. I don't know if it was like, maybe I've got some like familial loose ends, or maybe because I feel like my career is kind of starting to get moving a bit with this podcast, or or maybe I've got something to lose in Paige now, you know, and now I've got a girlfriend. I'm like, I don't want to die right when I got one, right? That sucks. So I don't know why I was so nervous. And and then um, I got to tell you, it was kind of sweet. I, I After a couple of whiskeys, of course, I was thinking a lot about Paige. And we went to What the Float, I think, a week or two before I left for London. And we had a really great time. It was, it was a phenomenal flow. The, the route was awesome. The mixes were on point. And Paige just looked so cute. She had these uh, cute jean cutoff shirt, shorts. And when she's dancing, her smile just looks, she looks like pure joy jumping up and down. So uh, something about, I had this one particular portion of the flow on loop in my head. And that was calming me down, putting me at ease. And then I was feeling warm, fuzzy things. And then I fell asleep. <laughs> um, but once I got to London, it was great. I, I felt I felt fine. 
I saw a lot of cool shit. Um, I stayed for a couple nights with Haley Quinn. You may remember her from episode 104. Um, that didn't go as as expected. I, I'm going to be honest. Like my first night there, you know, she has these friends over. I'm like, cool, let's hang. I want to meet people. I want to party. I'm in London. Like, let's go have a good time. And they said uh, we wanted to like go out to a bar and they were doing some things. I'm not going to disclose on air, but after they were done with the things, we went out to this bar and we're hanging out a bit. And all of a sudden, like her friends started like going to the bathroom at random times. Her female friend, it was, it was like a couple of her female friends and us. So her friends keep going to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, they got to pee a lot. Or so I'm like, oh, maybe they're trying to scope out dudes. Cool. You know, get it, girl. Then all of a sudden, uh, they both, the, the friends both leave and Haley's just there. She comes back from the bathroom. She's like, look, so they want to just have a girl's night. I'm like, okay, so they're leaving. I'd be like, no, like they want to have a girl's night with me. And I'm thinking maybe they're trying to, I don't know if they mean go to a bar and flirt with guys or what. Um, it takes me a while to realize she meant like, we're, we're ditching you. Uh, we're ditching you in a strange city where you don't know anybody. Hope that's cool. Please don't hate me. I was like, fucking really? Really? Um, cause what am I going to do? Say no, stay with me. That's fucking no. Uh, there's also this like power dynamic of, I am banking on your couch to crash on the next two nights. So I can't really make demands lest I risk having a place, a free place to sleep. So I thought that was kind of fucked up. That was unfortunate. That was uh, not the way I wanted to start my trip. But I, I, I will, I assure everybody, the trip got better, okay? I woke up, I went for a run, I went, saw, you know, saw some sights, I saw some big shit. London's an old city. Um, and I, you know, if you've been listening to me long enough, you know I love old shit. Uh, I love old New York. I was loving old London. I saw St. Paul's. Fuck, that's a big cathedral. I saw Tower of London. That was glorious. Oh, I didn't even want to go in the Tower of London. I went to go just look at it. And then I got there. I'm like, I need to be inside of you. Like you're a beautiful Brazilian model. Like that's, I took the free, ye- uh, the, f- the free beef eater led tour. Uh, and it's cool seeing like a performer. So you've got these guys, the beef eaters. They're like, I, I guess the guards sort of, of the Tower of London. They live there for free, but the, mostly all they do now is they give tours. And uh, so there's like a performance art aspect to it. So it's kind of cool, like being a part of like a guy doing a performance art thing because he's got to be funny a bit, right? He's leading a tour. Tour guides are kind of funny sometimes. So he's cracking jokes and doing things. So on one hand, the tourist in me is genuinely enjoying it. But the comedian and performer in me is going like, oh, I see what you did there. I see. Oh, I like that device. Part of me had to refrain from going up to him and be like, hey, man, can I suggest a tag? You know, when you do that joke, you should add this at the end. Uh, really fucking cool. I found this like old pub, the old cheese something. And it's apparently where like Dickens used to go and write back in the day. Oh man, it's just a fucking cool city. I went and just saw, went to museum. I went to entire, I went to the Victorian Albert Museum has an exhibit on the history of underwear. I had no idea that there was so much to learn about underwear. Uh, I didn't even realize that there was a like a thermal purpose to underwear. I thought we were just doing it to avoid chafing, which some of you might know. I don't wear underwear. I freeball it because they don't make boxers for men of my proportions. It, it that's not like a dick reference. That's they don't make boxers because I've got these big thighs and I've got a booty, but my my waist is not like fat like that it's either i wear something that matches my waist but it cuts off my thighs and it scrunches up or i get boxers that fit my thighs but uh it's comically too large for my waist and i'm like rolling them over like a rap star so that i don't wear underwear anymore it's i I can't do it it's a nuisance but there's a history of underwear like all the way back from it to be used as like a thermal thing to keep people warm through friction or some shit all the way to just the, the the birthing of the bras and corsets, thongs. I mean, it was really fucking cool. I did not realize I was going to be so into, like, I didn't realize I could spend 20 minutes looking at underwear in a, uh, in a non-erotic fashion. 
And that and that other weird part of that is it's mostly female underwear, and a lot of it's like kind of sexual or sen- there's a sensual vibe to it all. And I'm the only single man in the exhibit. Everyone else are groups of women or a woman who like dragged her boyfriend into it because it was a paid exhibit. Not a lot of men are paying 10 pounds so they can go look at underwear. And so part of me was trying to like make sure I was uh, conveying to anyone looking at me that I am also reading the signs in the exhibit lest I be labeled in their minds as a pervert because I care what strangers think about me. But it was, uh, it was cool. If you live in London, Victoria and Albert Museum, the uh, the history of underwear. Uh, I, got to, I got to meet up with a listener. Shout out to Olivia. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, she took me out for drinks, and I got to go see. She took me to this fucking. There was a Coney. She took me to a Coney Island theme party. And Coney Island's like, I'm not going to call it an obscure neighborhood in Brooklyn, but it's definitely not like in the top five neighborhoods of Brooklyn if you had to name five neighborhoods of Brooklyn. Like it's this it's this neighborhood of Brooklyn that's like kind of past its prime and it's only relevant in the summertime. But they made an entire party themed on it. Like these British hipster douchebags. Like this was the thing they found fascinating. And what I thought was funny was when I walk in, like <laughs> it was they they got the Warriors movie playing on a silent screen. They've got like one poster saying Mermaid Parade. And then the rest of it just looked like a school dance, like an awkward school dance. And everyone's costumes were like fucking 1950s Americana. So you had women in these big like dresses with big old polka dots. So really Coney Island to these British hipsters is just like 1950s America, which I find so strange because I don't know. Coney Island is, is it's, it's full right now. It's full of weirdos. I mean, the, the motto of Co- the unofficial motto of Coney Island is keep Coney Island weird or something like that. You know, like it's a weird place. It's so strange seeing what like other cultures think about America. Like, so I'm sitting with Olivia and we were talking about this clusterfuck of, of an election we have going on. And she had mentioned like, it's a really big deal that America is going to elect its first female president. I'm like, well, yes, but to the world, is it really that big of a deal? Like you've had female prime ministers and I mean, you got Merkel in Germany and I mean, fuck off. You've got a queen who just never dies. But she said, no, it's it's really important because America is still seen as that big of a deal. I'm like, really? Because like I'm from America. I, I don't even think we're that big of a deal anymore. But she said, yeah, like you guys are still I mean, you're still a fucking superpower. So I was like, that's got to be frustrating, like, because other countries, older countries like the UK or Germany or in Italy, these old nations, they got to look at us like some fucking annoying college student, like just an annoying, rebellious 19 year old. Like we're we're Justin to the rest of the nation. We're Justin Bieber, which is weird because he's Canadian, but we're Justin Bieber. They got to be like, look, he's young. He doesn't know what he's doing. But fuck, is he talented? Uh, and he's got a lot of money. And uh, hey, other nations, spoiler alert, but in a few years, we start doing a lot of drugs, getting into car crashes and get a lot of annoying tattoos. We're not that great. We're not that great. I promise. Um. So, But here's the other thing that I did in London. Yes, the part, the part you've been waiting for is Sarah. Sarah's great. Uh, so Sarah, I, I met 10 years ago. We made out once. Uh, and that was it because I was a very timid, shy, scared, shitless 17-year-old. <laughs> and uh, then I really never saw her again. I saw her on Facebook every once in a while, but that was about all. And then uh, I realized I could get to London. I asked her if she would do the podcast. And she was like, yeah, I'm down. Thank God. So uh, we had a great conversation. We talk about sexuality. We talk about the different cultures, you know, like um, British sensibilities versus American sensibilities. We talk about sex in public and being vanilla and dating with depression and uh, and why fingering is kind of weird. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. I know I did. So uh, let's head on over to the... Uh, <laughs> 
to a gal who describes herself as middle class kinky, Sarah. I'm, this is nerve wracking. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I've never. You've never been on mic. No. Oh, this not is by exciting. choice, and not where I could just like drown it out, sort of. Oh, I'm so happy I could like pop your mic, Cherry. <laughs> Thank you. Your podcasting, Cherry. Thank you. Um, as we were talking about my own personal popping of a cherry, which was fun. Which was? Were you at that party? I don't. I, don't, they, I feel I don't like remember. All, I kind no. I think I was. I think I was outside the door. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. Outside the door. Were you Some the one who were. handed her the condom? <laughs> no, maybe. She, she yeah. left the room. Yeah. And she gets a condom, but she didn't realize she was dealing with like level twelve virgin. <laughs> so like, she tosses the condom. Like I didn't know how to put on a condom because yeah. I didn't have sex ed in my high school. So like, she tosses yeah. me the condom and I tossed it back to her. <laughs> So Here you go. She had to put it on because I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I remember that sort of, but just that snippet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was there that night. You remember? Wait, as in like, did she like, was there a debrief? N- no, not. I don't remember that part, but I remember the party. Oh, you remember the party? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird because I, I was like the weirdo who drove like two hours to some random house party. So if I don't know, it's weird being at a house party where you're the, you don't know anyone there. Yeah. You're not from there. So you have nothing in common with these rich people. We never mixed outside of our, outside of our, I know town. your parents probably told you not to. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not rich anymore. We got poor and then okay. I, I got, it was a horrible time. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no. I just remember that Kelsey, our, so our mutual friend, Kelsey also married, right? Also married. Yeah. Yeah. Jumping mm-hmm. the gun. No, thank you. <laughs> she, uh, she, she's the one who set me up with. Yeah. And you know, other people. I guess like dad was a head of C, like of a, a Gulf Oil or some shit. Yeah, he's an oil. Like he's an oil man. Yeah. So someone, you know, at, while we're walking around boarding school, and they're like, "Yo, Billy, marry this woman, man. <laughs> yeah. Marry her now. This is an expensive boarding school. Like well, she could help." I think that's why. They- <laughs> yeah, they got married. And they had a beautiful wedding. Like, I didn't, I only saw it from Facebook. There were chandeliers. It was beautiful. But that's, that's oil. Right. <laughs> well, the thing almost didn't even happen. So the reason you're even here is kind of because of So I, because I was remembering what, how the events of how we met were. Yeah. And what happened was there was uh, the, the basketball team, the girls basketball team, they were like, they made it to like a, you know, tournament thing. Yeah. And it was going to happen during spring break. So during spring break or winter break or some shit, uh, we decided to like go to the game. Yeah. It was the first day of break. So I drove like two hours to New London, Connecticut to go see this game. And yeah. then my friend Ryan Beaudry was going to come too. He was a good friend of mine. I and then Kelsey him. was going to come with Hunt, who Hunt just got engaged today. Um, no. He, he, he popped the question. Um, so it was, Kelsey was like, cool. I'll have uh, my friends Sarah and come. And the plan was like, she'd already been talking me up to yeah. And then she was going to hook you up with Ryan. <laughs> but then Ryan just didn't decide not to come. Woke up that day sick. Oh. So we kind of got like accidentally paired together. That's right. We did. I mm-hmm. remember. And we were like, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> then we get, went back to Hunt's place to like watch this like weird Zach Galifianakis movie. Like, I didn't remember the movie, but yeah. Uh, because, and remember- do you know why? Because I'm a fucking, I was a sad, weird virgin kid yeah. who didn't know how to talk be around women because they were like let's watch a movie i was like okay we're watching a movie (laughs) so i watched the movie like i watched it and then hunt and kelsey were waiting till they could leave to go fuck and then i don't even know what was going through your poor head of like is this what's dude what are you gonna do yeah probably yeah i think i remember i remember the room i remember um it was like them two on a sofa and then us two and i think i remember oh sorry i think i remember i was trying to like like cuddle with you but you were just like no it's a really good movie yeah i'm just like it's oh, what are you what you're gonna add pussy to this yeah. this is overwhelming for me i don't no, even i don't understand what do you want do would you like a pillow at that point that was my senior year so at that point i'd probably kissed six women ever yeah. like it was yeah that was not my i, don't, uh, I was not very well versed in it either all i knew really? was like Disney movies and I played with Barbies until I was 13. I was not well socialized. That is not something to be ashamed of. (laughs) That's not something I I can't, I don't want to admit when I stopped playing with action figures. Uh, (laughs) But wait, so you weren't very like active. Not. You hung out with Kelsey. 
I know, but and you were like, yeah, you were super cute, like in high school, right? Not, well, the, super cute does not cut it in the town that I grew up in. Like, yeah, you, you had grew- to be super skinny, super foxy, mm. and then you would like all I ever wanted to do was be slutty with someone popular. But I'm really glad I didn't get that chance now. Okay, it, but I, I was slutty with less popular people. Yeah. <laughs> but that was way after. I mean, I didn't get going. Until I was seventeen. All right. Yeah. You you could have fooled me. Yeah. You fooled me. I thought you were pro. Who was probably very. I watched a lot of cabaret movies. I saw cabaret yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I yeah I I have a weird memory for like these things. Yeah. Having this fucking show, like it. They're like, why do you remember that? You fucking weirdo. I'm like, I don't know, dude. Well, that's why you have the show because yeah. you have an excellent memory for sex positive things. Yeah, for like random makeouts I have in high school. Yeah, sometimes I get pop ups, and I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. <laughs> what uh, was it? Was it weird? Because it's not like we regularly kept in touch no. or anything. I think mm-hmm. I first reached out to you when I started the show. I think you were like in the first couple batches of asks. I didn't even yeah. realize you were in London. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think I only reached. I first reached out when I was planning to go to Amsterdam, and I thought maybe I would go to London, though. Yeah, and that was I think when I first reached out because I was like, "Well, would you do the show if I came?" Yeah, yeah, and you were surprisingly down. Well, I thought it would be fun. Yeah, it's a new, I'm something I've never done, and we. I always really liked your comedy, and oh. I remember I liked it on. I, I Facebook stock. It's a big thing. <laughs> I like a lot of statuses, Billy. Uh, I don't even like him. I just creep on him. And I'm like, that's funny. But he mustn't know I've been here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I I hope this ends up being fun for you. Yeah. Um, What what was like your reaction when I reached out to ask? I was like, what? (laughs) And then I told my gay best friend and he was like, that's weird. And then I was like, it's not actually that weird. Oh, yeah. He's not here. You promised me a gay best friend. I wanted him a gay best friend, but he's waiting for um, internet. To be installed in his house. Okay, I've... and he has priorities. <laughs> I get that. Okay, but yeah, I forgot what I was talking about. I was asking your reaction when uh, when I reached out to ask you to do this weird show. Oh like, yeah, remember when we made out in two thousand seven in somebody else's house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, and then I just thought it would be really cool to see you again. Yeah, yeah. I and I I've never I've never done anything like this. I think I've said. <laughs> okay. Well, so uh you've got you've got one of those boyfriend things. That's cool. Yes, I finally Long term like finally have a stable relationship. Super excited about it. Yeah. Um I, yeah, it was weird. So his best friend works at my work and I I was going through a string of online dating and like one of them ended up real weird where he cried and said he loved me, but we'd only, I say we've only been on three dates, but we had like sex once. And he was like, I think that was, I think it was really good for him to be honest. <laughs> You've been this guy for what, like four years you said? right? Yeah. So before that. So anyway, I had a lot Before of- that you were here in the UK. Yeah. And so now here's what something I find interesting, the difference between dating here uh, in, in London uh, versus like the States. Yeah. You know, like, do you have cat calling here in London? Is that a thing? No. I don't know if you've been reading the American blogs. Me, but... Any, I don't know if you've read our blogs recently, but it's an epidemic. Is we it? Have. It's, uh, you know. I, no, I think they're pretty good here. I no. think it's like... People love to complain. So if anyone was cat called, they'd call up the Daily Mail, like national inquirer and big big scandal so i think they i've not i have heard it sometimes it, it's got to sound silly though in that accent like what i was thinking about it yesterday i was like is there cat calling in london and i was like even if there is it must sound like kind of it silly it's kind of adorable they're right? like oh what love yeah and you're like oh i feel like you cute. could solve the cat calling problem if they all just had to use british accents yeah and you'd be, like, be like oh, oh that's whatever that sounds harmless oh he just wants a cup of tea someone get him a cup of tea (laughs) uh no you can't have the cup of tea out of my butthole no No, sir Um, that's too far you've gone too far but how'd you find dating out here to be i think it was weird because here social circles are really hard to break like people have their friends and they're so suspicious of new people so like you would maybe sleep with a guy and hope he'd call you back but you were never going to be this guy's girlfriend you were just going to be that american girl he hooked up with once mm. and um 
So it was like, it was a blessing and a curse because I got to hook up with a lot of people, but they never wanted a relationship after. Oh, that's, oh, that was me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. That was, that was, that's why I have the show. Yeah. Similar life experiences. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I did like, and they were never the walk of shame for me. Like I was like, yeah, hot dude, hooked up with him. Mm. But I always wanted that relationship and I, I never got it. What was uh what was online online dating a thing here? I'm assuming. Yeah, it's massive. What's... So I I stopped. I met Gareth right when like Tinder and stuff was coming in. So I only. Knew oh, you're him. missing out on all the fun. I know, I know. Mm. But I got my gaze for the, I just see what they do on Grinder. They got Grinder out is here. Active. It's it's <laughs> it's intense. We I went on a holiday with a bunch of gays and. One of them was like, oh, I'm not feeling great. I'm just going to stay in. And we went around sightseeing. And we came back and he like looked all cheery. And we we're like, oh, you're feeling better? He was like, yeah, just had a grinder date. I was like, we are in a foreign country. <laughs> How could you meet someone? And it's just so easy. There are a lot of dicks to suck. Yeah, there are. There are a lot of them. In the world. They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but we, So we like this guy, yeah? Yeah, he's great. But no marriage? What's going on? The Wilton people are going to be disappointed. I know, right? Why don't I have seven babies yet? Um, well, because we've only just moved in together. Mm. And like, it's not like we're taking things slow. I just think naturally I'm slow to really let someone in like that. Mm-hmm. And so we would, I guess I've never had a relationship where it was like, well, actually, no, I've had relationships where it was really lustful and like swept up in it, but they've all crashed and burned and really painfully. So I've sort of learned from that and thought, I'll just go a little bit slower or like see him once a week. And then right. it went into that. And then it took about, so then about three years in because of things with rent and like leases coming up, we were like, should we move in together? And we did. You got, y'all got yourselves a cute house. It's a we, house. We have stairs inside the and fuck? a dog. Ugh, life goal. I'm so excited. He's surprisingly cool about all this. Yeah, you know? he's a he, cool guy. I don't know. Part of me was like, is he going to be like, you're going to try to fuck my girlfriend? What's your problem, dude? <laughs> no, come, we're pretty you, realistic do you, here. Do you come back for seconds? What, <laughs> what's your deal? No, he was pretty cool about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty chill. Uh, he didn't even like say like, "Are you gonna ask about me? Are you gonna ask?" <laughs> no, because I didn't burst in the door to be like, "Hey, so like, how big's his dick?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but seriously, how big? He is fantastic. He's fantastic. Yeah. Very good, positive yet nondescript answer. That's mm-hmm. a good. That's a very good job. Yeah. Yeah. No, super. It proud provides. Of him. It, it it provides no image. No. Nope. Just your uh, your feelings towards it. People can make of what they want, but it's marriage material. It's marriage material, it Dick. Is rest of your life, just that one, I'd be okay with. Well, we know it's not monster now. Yeah. Um, oh no, no. You, no one can take that for. No, I, you can't take that kind of beating forever. No, not forever. <laughs> that is intense. No, no, it's very, it's very, it's in the British way to be sensible. Yeah, so that's another thing I, I think I've been noticing is that all the British <laughs> guests I've had on, they seem to talk about sex like it's like a very hush-hush thing in totally. this country. Like no one fucking talks about it. Yeah. So like he was shocked about our abstinence teaching. It's not teaching. It's denial. <laughs> but Did y'all have was... that in Connecticut? Um, no, Connecticut's, I think I had Because Connecticut is edge. weird like that. Yeah. Because there's parts of Connecticut that feels like it's Alabama. Yeah. Like my bo- where my board, where Kelsey and I's boarding school was. Yeah. Feels like it's the South. Totally. There, you know, you see Confederate flags. Yeah. But then you go to Wilton. <laughs> like you're not even in the South. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So there are a lot of liberals there, but they're like wealthy liberals. So yeah. they're re- Republicans. Mm-hmm. So it's a really weird balance. But we had sex ed and I, uh, I don't remember it totally, but enough to know like rape is bad, wear a condom, um, but nothing about consent or anything like that. It was just the very bare minimums taught by your gym teacher. Rape is bad. How do I not rape someone? Uh, figure it out. Uh-uh, that's too far. We're not paid to go into that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We, and so you weren't very active in high school? Because I wasn't either. No. I wanted to be. Well, what? Just... But what? What? Like when? When was like the first kiss? The first bang? I mean, when were the these? The first kiss was when I was 
I think 15 and I like tricked a guy into it. Really? Yeah. I'm still, I'm kind of shocked. Was there like a confidence issue at all? Cause I always, totally. because Kelsey made it seem out, made it seem like I'm, I, I might, I may or may not be his name for this episode. I'll, Maybe do. I don't know. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> it depends if she says she wants to do the show. Yeah. If she gives a hard no, it'll be like, fuck it. What do I have to lose? That's true. Uh, no, uh, but, but you know, I, Kelsey made it seem like I felt like she was. I always felt like Kelsey pitched to me because she was like, "Oh, um, my slubby friend," <laughs> but she always ends up with douchebags. Billy's a nice but kind of weird guy, <laughs> uh, so let's have Gene Bang a nice guy, and then mm. hopefully they can be weird and sl- slutty weird. but nice slutty together. together. Yeah, yeah, that's um, what a relationship is. So that's always why I felt like she got. But then uh, I met you. I was like, "Oh, she's way cuter than <laughs> like you're way cuter than." <laughs> So like, so that you not getting any in high school is uh, somewhat surprising. No, I just thought I wasn't like, I can't speak for them. But in my head, what I always thought was that I just wasn't attractive because I wasn't a size zero. Mm -hmm. So I've always had that my whole life. And I just did not get any. I wanted like I had mental crushes on people, not like creepy, maybe a little creepy, but not like. You weren't making shrines, were you? No. And I wasn't like sitting outside their house. We've all seen Hey Arnold. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like constantly like, oh, wouldn't it be great? Like I grew up with Disney and I was like, oh, we'll just have this magical relationship. And it's not even that I had no like, too high standards and I was turning away people. Just literally no offers unless people were shit faced mm. or... I, got, I, I was the other girl a lot. Like people cheated on their girlfriends with me uh-huh. like at least three times and i there's no such thing as cheating in high school right it's yeah all, none of those are serious no but like i always got the biggest like so there, i remember there's this one guy who would cheat on his girlfriend all the time and one time he cheated on her with me and it was never sex or anything it was just making out i mean he had sex with other people sure. but for me it was just making out and because I was the weakest one, when his girlfriend found out, she went after me and like, oh God, it was terrible. But I always got found out. I never, the guy never left the girl for him. And mm-hmm. I even made those mistakes here in England. Like, just, I wasn't very good at dating. And because Gareth is so patient and just amazing and realistic, he has put up with me where other people might not have and it's done him good what do you mean I'm put great. up with you what are you so bad at what do you like do you watch the voice no i mean like i've got um depression so okay. i have some really down days not so much anymore but i used to and like when we first dated i smoked weed day in day out indoors in my bedroom mm-hmm. and he he hates so i still smoke the occasional joint now um, and he doesn't love it, but like, does he do any drugs? No, no, no. He's dabbled, but he's not. He doesn't do them anymore. Okay, very proud of him. Um, so, but dating with depression's not—it's not easy, or any like no. uh, any like serious mental illness, like because uh, you get that anxiety every time you have to go out anywhere, mm-hmm. and then going on a date it like doubles. And so I would always drink a little bit beforehand. And when I met him, I stopped. But like when I was going, I mean, like being like a serious, like being like the significant other of someone with that. um, On because on my side of things, you know, my girlfriend has some things she deals with. Yeah, and you know, I'm just now learning that I got like, oh, I got like have empathy and shit. Yeah, he Google's things. He like when I talk about depression or I've just started therapy. I'm super excited about it. So I talk about like words and saying she said, and he Googles it and is like, oh, this is what this means. And it's really sweet. He's really supportive. Yeah, it was great. Was there like an adjustment period for him to be like, like, was there a point in time where you didn't feel like he was hearing you or understanding that it's not like, hey, I'm not just sad, but like I'm in a, in a hole that I can't chemically control? No, only because he grew, like, his sisters have depression, and mm. he grew up, or, not around it, but he's very aware of it. And although he didn't understand it, he knew he had to have compassion. He's a very compassionate person. Like, mm. I'm, I don't know how our 
paths ended up together. So but. many people are barfing right now. Like, oh my know, god, this girl so and her boyfriend. The fuck. <laughs> but I, I've kissed a lot of frogs and been in a lot of dark holes. What? Ribbit, ribbit, everyone. What's up? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> no, you were okay. You were a gentleman. I was scared, and being scared uh, comes off as being a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, um, timid. <laughs> timid, very timid, very shy, very like, oh, what am I doing? Um, <laughs> even even like when I, like I fingered a girl in like the 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 common lounge at my boarding school, I was like, uh, what? 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 This feels. <laughs> Were you weird. not worried someone could walk in? I think I thought it. I, oh wow, I'm only just now remembering this. Um, well, one just like yeah, we just went for it. At boarding school, since you can't go into each other's dorms, you kind of make consolations of where you can do shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Neutral ground. Right. And we were just, I guess we were in this like big movie room and I just kind of, we were doing that. Go for it. And, but I remember it feeling weird. (laughs) I liked that it was in public. Yeah. And now the whole exhibition thing I do makes way more sense. Yep. Well, the body painting day is one thing, but I've done, you know, like I've done public sex in a lot of interesting places like and for fun or for show for work for work what do you mean like for this uh just set up some no pe- people go like oh billy what if you stop hooking up with women i was like then i could still do the show for like another two years <laughs> yeah. so it's like I, i'm not doing it for that no i like i think it's fun doing things in public spaces yeah um there's like a there's a rush there's a thrill there's a like fuck you society i'm gonna put take my dick out where i want well maybe boarding school is your origin story with that then i'm just thinking that yeah the yeah. that that experience with molly in the uh it would have been a rush and you would have been like, this is badass. But at the time, I was like, oh, fingering's weird. Like, <laughs> fingering is, is so weird. It is weird. It's weird to just do Yeah. where there's no, like, no one's coming from this. No. No one's coming from 16, 17-year-old Billy fingering. <laughs> no. Um, so I'm Adults basically just, I'm that. basically just poking in and out. Yeah. Just exploring a cave. I was just like, it feels so weird. <laughs> Why am I doing this? It's kind of warm. Oh. Oh. Have you ever fingered somebody who wasn't yourself? It's odd. Like it's, <laughs> there's something Can't weird about fing- There's something weird about it. Yeah. I mean, I imagine it would be. Yeah. If Gareth ever wanted it up the ass, I'd have to. I'd have to consider it. Would you? No, oh, come on. It's love. I know, right? You got to do it. Just Maybe buy so. some latex gloves. Going to get a little bit drunk. And get some lube. Yep. You know? If he puts a ring on it, I will. You'll rip I him? Will, yeah. I'll discuss I... it. I'll discuss it. Oh, really? Come on now. That's no. so pedestrian. If he puts a ring on it, you better give it a good kiss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because he's not going to be able to get that elsewhere ever again, possibly. Nope. Never again. Very monogamous? Yeah. Actually, yeah. And I, like... I never thought I I never thought I would like would have a problem with monogamy or anything. Mm. But just historically, when I've been in relationships, I've made out with other people or things like that. Did you ever but, think like maybe you just weren't monogamous, but you which yeah. doesn't mean you're not in a relationship. Yeah. It's just you know, maybe you do other rules. Yeah. I I definitely thought that and I was like, Well, that would be kinda nice, but so I wouldn't I would always be open to it, but for right now, where I open am open to some kind of non-monogamy. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it sounds weird saying that now because it's not where I am. Mm-hmm. Like where I am, monogamy feels so right and so sure. just what I want to do, not because I have to do it. Right, which has yeah, it's been really good. Have y'all ever had a conversation about like opening a relationship or just or even doing like a one-off thing or yeah? Have you ever talked no. about that? No, I feel like if down the line we want to spice up our marriage or something, sure. I would feel comfortable bringing that up with him. But for right now, things are pretty good. We don't really need. We haven't. You don't need fingers in the butt yet. Nope, we don't need any Wait, anal I, stimulation. I, I gotta say, don't don't write it off so easily. No, I don't think it's he does. I think some of his friends really like butt sex and oh, all that so... stuff. Yeah, it's not an all the time thing for me, mm-hmm. but like when it is, Treat like it yourself. is. It's <laughs> when I'm feeling squirrely. I'm like, oh my god, where's my lube? I need this right now. This is amazing. Does squirrely mean horny? No, for me, like when I'm squirrely, it's like it's not horny. Uh-huh. It's like 
either for like if I'm at like with my girlfriend or a person or if I'm yeah. with uh even if I'm just by myself if I'm like in the right if I'm like if I'm squirrel, that's what I'm imagining I'm, I'm wigg- like a I'm wiggling squirrel my, wiggling I'm wiggling in my chair <laughs> it's not being horny it's like there's a there's a it's like, like- Ooh, getting ready to like, go. I feel like something. Wa- it's asking for it. It's <laughs> something's happening. Some yeah. You, there's a feeling I get. I'm like, oh, that would probably feel good right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of times because uh, my girlfriend loves trying to go. She loves going for it. <laughs> she just gets a thing. She puts on her murder face. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, can you not? I'm a little intimidated. Use that face <laughs> when you fuck me. <laughs> I call it her murder face. It's yeah. like when, she, even if we're like, if she, if I'm inside of her, it's just like a, when it, she's got a game plan and she's, she's got a goal and she's gonna reach it. Yeah, That's what that face is. Like if she's like gonna get dominant, she's gonna if she's gonna f- do some fucking. Mm-hmm. She she's puts gonna on get her face. Yeah, and it's I've been scary. I know that face. It's scary. Yeah. Um, Be not, scared. We're gonna take what we want. Right, but like if you're gonna take my whole like, don't have that face. On. <laughs> Um, but she goes for her a lot, and a lot of times that's like, no, no, not tonight, not now, not tonight. And she goes, mm, and then she puts on her pout. Oh, she gets mad. Her, but like, give it to me, face. I want butt. <laughs> I want, I want butt. I want your butt. And I'd be like, no butt tonight. No butt tonight. <laughs> uh, also, it's nice because then it gives me something I can dangle in front of her. Mm-hmm. And be like, well, if we get this happens, then uh, don't you do that. <laughs> yeah. Like she would love nothing more than like use a strap on on me, but like I'm saving strap on I'm, I'm for sa- marriage. I'm saving pegging for love. I don't know marriage. I'm, I'm yeah, not gonna jump love. the gun there. I'm not gonna wait yeah. forever. Oh, um, see, I'm dangling um, butt sex. Like you're in, uh, in on you. Yeah, on me. Yeah. Uh, when we get married. Yeah. Yeah, because like once we're married, it doesn't matter if I accidentally shit on your dick because you're not going anywhere. Do you like anal or have you not done I've it? I've never or? done it. You've never done it? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just make sure you do the right things. Go slow. Do, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm going to have to like Google it a lot beforehand. There are great books out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of them is by Tracy Cox, who I interviewed yesterday. Oh, so, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there, pl- there are plenty of butt books. I'll get, I'll get it delivered to my work. Yes. Yes. <laughs> In clear cellophane. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but it's cool. It's cool to have. Do you have any goals that you don't require a ring for sexually? Not no. Do so you consider yourself like a very vanilla person? Oh no. What I mean is like everything else is a go. Oh okay. But then I'm holding that one thing. Back oh no, but marriage. I mean, like, do you have any other goals that like you you haven't done but you really want to do? Oh no. I've done public sex. I've done like sex in an elevator. I've done those kind of things. But those were in the past. I mean, I'd love to do all that stuff with him as well, but it's not a goal. I've kind of already ticked it off my list. Okay. With all the people. So so there's there's no more fuck it list. (laughs) No, but I imagine he probably has one and I will gladly participate in everyone on there. Everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone? Yeah. If it's freaky. If it's feet? Sure, I hate feet, but I would do it for him. You do it for him? Yeah. I yeah. clean the house for him. I will do sex for him. There are people there are people who would be like cleaning the set watching you clean the house would be the that's it. That's for <laughs> you so, know what? that probably would turn him on a for lot. For seven people in this world, <laughs> that's their thing. Is watching someone clean the house. I, he came home and I was vacuuming one day. He was like, Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> he loves a clean house. Did he go, ooh, ooh. like the Pillsbury Doughboy? <laughs> Does he do that? Makes me think differently of him. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> okay, let's take a brief break for the impersonal Patreon. Thank you. Roll call. Yes. This is the part of the podcast where I like to thank each and every person who supports me and the Man Whore podcast on Patreon. Uh, Patreon, of course, is a, it's kind of like a Kickstarter meets a monthly fan club subscription. It's a great way to support your favorite independent content creators and receive great rewards like bonus podcast episodes and customized thank you videos. It is because of these fan whores that I was able to afford my trip to London to get this great episode with Sarah. So uh, right now, big shout out to Jennifer C., S.B., Lance S., Madeline B., Jazz O., Jeff C., Dave K., Justin C., Ramon F., Sarah B., and Sarah S., Prickly Peach, Lawrence B., Holly F., Christina D., don't know why I'm in this weird voice, Greg A., Sean B., Andrew R., Megs N., Ed B., Anna Super Slut. Bumping up the list. 
Nicole M, Stuart A, Scott G, Doug R, Daniele G, Jessica K, Michael P, Millie W, Jeremy B, Frank D, Raphael R, Ashley C, Kyle H, Brian W, Danielle D, P, Ben W, Charles G, Chris with a K, Derek N, Sarah M, Carrie W, Catherine B, Alex S, Lauren M, Gregory Y from the Bowery Boys podcast, Dervla, Sean N, Julian D, David P, Scott B, Ashley J, CJK, Steve Dean from DateWorking.com, Toby T, Mark G, Emily S, Rachel O, Ben B, and Jeff Z. That one felt quick. That one felt like painless, you know? And you too can become an official fan whore on Patreon. You can pledge as little as a dollar per month and you can alter your pledge at any time. To do so, head on over to manwhorepod.com and click the Patreon banner on the side. Or you can download the Patreon app and you can find me on there. Again, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Fan whores pledging at least $4 a month or more will be receiving tomorrow uh, my set from Angela Cobb's storytelling show, My First Time, is a live recording of my comical retelling of uh, of my, my first time, which we described with uh, the woman's name who's who was beeped. I don't think I've ever actually told that story in its entirety on this podcast, so if you want to hear it, head on over to Patreon and uh, make a pledge. And you'll receive uh, that that mini bonus episode. But for now, let's get back to this this awesome episode with Sarah. You know, uh, on the non-monogamy stuff, I was thinking about this. Because you've been living in London for eight years, you said, or something, right? Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you, you may have missed it. But, like, the whole polyamory, non-monogamy stuff is uh is becoming like a thing mm. it's like hip to do or is try it? yeah it's like a lot all of... i know is the netflix documentaries that england uh, is allowed to show that england's allowed to show yeah. england has weird laws about, totally yeah. and you can't show it before nine o'clock and, for a lot and of now they have like weird porn laws about like uh, like they have a lot of like anti-kink porn laws and it was actually like really? uh i remember it being a news story a year or two ago unless they repealed it no um, I, they wouldn't repeal something like that they're very frigid yeah so they passed it about like the types of things that were considered obscene so like fate sitting on a guy's face <laughs> you know where like a woman maybe is in a dominant position and gets what she wants out yeah. of it uh oh that's pretty obscene um yeah it's fine if a guy you know throat fucks a girl but right uh just don't yeah she can't uh, be is on she top. being really demeaned Fine. Is she that's getting good. an orgasm? Yeah. Uh, that's oh, scary. Gross. Gross girls coming. Women just have sex to have babies. Or for, only that one time. Or to be my cum receptacle. <laughs> yeah. Um but but yeah, so like poly and stuff is it's becoming things. Actually like a whole industry of talkers and speakers and books. Yeah. Now, is that something that ever gets talked about here that you've heard? Have you ever have you heard the word polyamory much? Yeah, but talk, only spoken? ever and well, I don't want to say ever because I might have heard it and it was some sure, a positive sure. thing, but what sticks out in my mind the most is the negative stuff. So all I've seen are those um they don't start off negative and maybe they're then some of them aren't negative at all and they just show like a healthy polyamorous relationship and I like those ones. But then if you do like if you do ones that are sponsored by like lower channels, they can spin quite negatively against it just because it's against the British normal. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I, I But it's not a thing you like hear people talk about like no. most I mean but you don't know any poly trans friends. right is only <coughs> trans rights is only just coming out now. Yeah. And like we are always a year or two behind you guys, like a million miles behind you guys, which is uh, which is crazy because you know we left England because yeah. they were too freaky for us, right? Right, because we were the Puritans. Yeah, we left because Europe was too kinky, too freaky. So it's well, like, we've left Europe. <laughs> yeah, um, and now, now and now it's the other way around. I know what I think is the actual society is up with yours, and but the people at the top who control like the government and the the news medias, they still have to pander to the older generation because they shout the loudest if they don't like Also, something. your old people don't die like ours do. No, they like, don't die. Elizabeth is old as fuck. Like, my grandma lived to 96, and she was super British, super religious, like 
these people are born like bred to survive wars to, and yeah it's really they're <laughs> they like survive many they wars. might have died in the war and they've just regenerated uh, <laughs> yeah but our old people they die like 72 and that's it yeah it's because of all those miss like, you grandma yeah um <laughs> but then but but here you know they, they get fucking up there they, they get up there. They, um, they, they stay all alive just long out. enough to ruin it for everyone else. Yeah, ruin every vote. They're all out in the countries. My parents are two of them. Are your parents expats? Uh, yes, but they're both British. So they, they were British. Dual. They were British, and then they were in the states yeah. and raised you and got as an American, American citizenship, and then there. you went back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I vaguely remember that now. Yeah. That I I vaguely remember knowing that back then. Mm. Yeah. Good memory. Oh well, you know that weird, <laughs> freaky um, sex history me- memory. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's odd. No one wants to talk about sex here. No, yeah. we're only just starting with like uh, uh, women's—not women's rights, obviously—but like women in the workplace not being forced to wear heels, or um, yeah. So a lot of places in the workplace. They say you have to wear heels as part of your outfit for work. Like men have right. suits, but not heels. Well, obviously, they wouldn't yeah. have heels. Um, but, but what if it was like a gender queer dude who wanted to uh, oh, yeah. wear some heels? Yeah, well, Jacob Tobio wants to wear some heels. He's a they. I'm. I get weird on the pronoun thing. Yeah, uh, I've seen. I've seen some dude looking or some penis wielding people in heels. Yeah, rocking them. Yeah, probably wouldn't be able to in the office. Mm, not here. No. But so, like, women can get... But that's, like, a new issue. A new issue. Like, something people are only just waking up and being like, I shouldn't have to be told what to wear in an office, as long as I'm not... So maybe the catcalling articles are just a couple years away. Maybe, yeah, yeah, you guys are just behind. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's not going to be an issue until it's done being an issue there. (laughs) It's going to be a while until it's done being an issue in the States, especially with Trumpy Trump. Did you hear about our, our Black Lives Matter campaign? Do you guys have a Black Lives Matter? A <laughs> uh, bunch of white Do people. Do you guys have black lives here? Right. Yeah. Well, we don't have guns, so. Do well, yeah, you, know you don't have guns. We that's the thing. you on that. That, we, I mean, that's just, um, it's, uh, nobody has guns, right? Nobody. Well, I mean, like, special police officers. But, the, but not even the typical police officer. No, typical police officer doesn't. Yeah. Um, they just have that fucking pussy wand that yeah, they hit you yeah. with. You can't even buy pepper spray here. Okay. I should have told you that and told you to smuggle me some pepper spray. Mm. But yeah, so what were you talking about? <laughs> Such short-term memory. I know, I really do. Such a pothead. Oh yeah, could you smell it? No, no, I oh, didn't good. even know. Are you high right now? Uh, I I was you like are? two hours ago. Okay. So not anymore though. Were you nervous? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, very okay. nervous. But I didn't drink nervous because I thought that would not make for a good podcast. It could or could not. Um, I did what we did an episode during my first year where uh, we, she and I, we both ate edibles and then we waited like a half hour and then we started recording Mm -hmm. and then we. you, it, we did like two hours <laughs> just talking and giggling. So you could, but you can slowly hear us devolve into becoming high. Yeah. Uh, and it was so incoherent. I had to actually clip it up. So, like, I say, <laughs> hey guys, this was like two hours. I've clipped down to about like 45 minutes to an hour. And you hear a lot of big chunks in it. We just get more and more high. <laughs> so I thought that was a fun one. That one. Of course, it's going to be a I'm fun. I'm useless one. high as a speaker. Yeah. So I can't, I can't podcast stoned. No, I don't imagine. And if I did it as a job, I could do it. Mm-hmm. But it's a nice at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rolling with like Kelsey's crew, would, they, would they everyone like look like Kelsey? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was really skinny and really popular. And so how much money you had also mattered. Yeah. Because you could throw a good party like in your house or you could. So. Yeah, you could have it was basically if you could have a party in your house. Right. Well, you'd mentioned earlier about the whole like not being a size zero stuff and how yeah. that would get to you. And it's like, I don't know if you know, like, I, you know, I didn't, I had my fair share of like feeling fat all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't know if that was affecting you in the dating world. Cause again, like, I remember you specifically being like, like very cute. So I was just like, <laughs> why is she having issues? But yeah, that's got to be killer if you're around like a bunch of skinny bitches all day yeah and like i had a lot of guy friends but 
never, and I had crushes on those guy friends, but nothing ever happened because they were always interested in my girlfriend. So I was like, what was that called? The ugly fat friend that was the around? Duff, the Duff. The, the yeah. designated ugly fat friend. Yeah. So I brought them in and then they all dispersed with each other. Okay. I remember one time I but went But like, on. why wasn't that? Because was definitely certainly heavier than you. I don't know. I think I think she didn't have a lot of. Well, I I don't know. I didn't. I don't. She didn't have a lot of guy friends. Maybe mm. she had a lot of girlfriends, and I only had a few. Um, but I mean, she had her fair share. But those ones were already like dating people in the group anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I never thought of her like that because I, I was a bitch in high school and ma- actually, you know what? I thought, I thought of it a little bit, but because I was not a nice person. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was very two faced. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not anymore. Okay. I try not to be. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think, I think that's it, which is surprising. Cause, uh, did we go over? Did I ask you? You consider yourself like pretty vanilla in bed type of person? No. Or, oh, okay. You said that like very like no silly boy, silly Billy. <laughs> no. What's what's your thing? Um, what gets it going? Oh, on top, definitely. Okay. Um. Just a, that's that's not considered very kinky. No, shut up. Just shut up. I'm starting for. Okay. <laughs> I'm in England. That's kinky for a woman. Yeah, a woman on top. Well, you guys have had Queen Elizabeth for fucking forever. They should be used to a woman on top. <laughs> You've had one for basically a century. Yeah. Or half a century or whatever. Okay, so actually maybe I am a little vanilla. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with being vanilla. I just ask. I like tying up and blindfolds. And, like being tied up? Yes. Okay. Or, and the other way around. Yeah. And then a little bit of joking and slapping and the, the stuff. Run of the mill rough sex. Yeah, I guess sure. like your middle class kinky. Middle middle class kinky. Yeah. I like, I'm writing that down. <laughs> middle class kinky. Yeah, that's what I I am. love that. Definitely. Suburban kinky. Mm-hmm. I, I dig it. <laughs> I just asked. Because like it depends and we were talking about this with Tracy yesterday was that you know, her mainstream audience of like, you know, suburban housewives, mm-hmm. her books were like these like crazy, oh my gosh, like they're we're talking about anal sex. I know. And like the type of people who listen to my show, I have a good feeling a lot of them are just like, yeah, I have this entire shelf just for butt plugs. Oh my God, amazing. You know what I mean? Like they're like, this is just the butt toy section. This isn't even all the toys. Like, <laughs> these um, are just the ones we put on display. I got a lot of freaky listeners. I'll say oh that. Oh my yeah. God. So uh, when I was just like, oh, what's your kink? And you're like, on top. I'm like, oh, honey. <laughs> oh, my God. They must think I'm so dumb. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we they But there's all, again, I say there's nothing wrong with that. No. I, say there's, there's, I think there's a new thing over the last few years. Yeah. Like, as sexuality, at least in the States, like, as we become more sex positive and we're talking yeah. about sex more and Fifty Shades of Grey sadly makes more money. Uh, it does. I feel like there's this thing of like vanilla shaming, you yeah. know, where people are like, oh my God, you're not kinky. You must be a prude. You must be repressed. You must not be good in bed. I'd be like, yeah. no, just like, I, like, I don't, con- I consider myself pretty vanilla. I you know? think I've only sort of just entered my sexual prime and I imagine I'll, I hope I'll have it for years, mm-hmm. but I've only just really. Well, you're not supposed to, you're, you know, women, you hit your prime in like the 30, in like the 40s. Exactly. So fingers crossed. This is not my peak. I think just I'm not just at while the beginning. inside you. Fingers crossed no, inside yeah, you. That's painful. That's weird. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like at the bottom of the sexual it's, mountain. It's just a guy being like, man, I hope she comes. This is, this <laughs> is fingers crossed. She Billy. starts coming. <laughs> <laughs> was that your first experience no i don't think i've crossed fingers that would yeah can't really do them it's a weird one like drill it i've done a lot of like forcing three like this in where you have like the middle finger on top of two oh so yeah you can pretend you're doing three fingers dude dinosaur what's a dinosaur <laughs> are you what, like, are you to walk it in like this? I guess that actually only really works with guys. <laughs> Wait, how? Oh, yeah, because the balls? Mm-hmm. That's a that... long fucking middle finger, though. <laughs> I know. I've if never tried can, it. If you can hold his balls and get the middle <laughs> finger up his arse, 
I see. I said ours. You said um, ours. Yeah, I'm trying. Acclimating. Um, just doing my doing my best. Uh, if you can do that, fucking power to you. That and you're also a freak of medicine. I've never tried it. That you think I will now. Middle finger is that long. <laughs> well, you got to put it to use. Silver lining and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even that guy in weeds. You know when he lost two of his two of his toes, they were like, "We're gonna make you a foot porn star." Yep. Gotta, gotta find your strengths. <laughs> find your play to your strengths. Play to your strengths. <laughs> what do you think your uh, strengths are? Um. Oh, the suddenly interpret felt, interpret how you will. Suddenly felt like an interview. Um. Oh. Like a mat. Oh, I th- I want to say imagination because when I become more confident with myself, I want to do like dress up and fucking scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, oh, I would love to do like public sex. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know where to start. But that in the UK, dogging the is a big thing in the UK. Oh my god, it's massive. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like only here because I I can't find America. Every time I look mm-hmm. for dogging videos, yeah, uh, it's always just a bunch of old British dudes. Do you know why? Because they're all repressed and they all go have these secret lives in these little these cars. secret gang bangs. And, yeah, it's, yeah. And it's always the tiny car. It's, it's tiny always car. the tiny car. And then it's totally... In the woods somewhere. Yeah. yeah and I love that. I love that you know what I meant when yeah. I said dogging. Oh, I know. I googled it. I know. Yeah. What it, I've w- read all the articles. But it, like, there are articles on dogging? Oh, yeah. Like they're like little. Um... Where they're like sting operations? No, it's just like. Like local newspapers being like, oh, the dogging problem is back again in corporate park or whatever. Uh, (laughs) And if you don't know what dogging, do you want to describe dogging? Okay, well, I have a very loose understanding of it, but I'm pretty sure I know what it is. It's when people, couples go out into like secluded areas in their cars, in their tiny little cars that are not four wheel drive. So they're (laughs) driving out into these forests and like even just public parks like parking lots at night mm-hmm. um and then they just have sex in their back seats and then other people come pull up in their cars and like partner swapping and just like a big old gangbang yeah basically like a gang like a public gangbang yeah usually done out of a car because she's gonna know if you wouldn't like it Oh, I would love dogging. I think I, you I would. would. Love, I, I looked at I looked up Craigslist post <laughs> local dogging. Sitch. Um, before coming here, I was trying to see if I could like get a Craigslist encounter in. Yeah. Uh, while I was in town, because you know why not? Why not? I'm a big fan of the Craigslist, <laughs> and there are many guests of this show who I met on Craigslist. Excellent. And you know, just like I I applied to some things, didn't hear back. You got to oh. apply like a job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but dogging is, I, th- I find it super hot because I like yeah. public sex. And then like the whole gangbang thing like adds to it. Like that's nice because it's like realistic. It's not a, pro- they're usually not produced porn videos. They're usually like just people. Yeah. And I like that. I like real people in my porn. So yeah. uh, the dogging problem. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like an epidemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, I w- that's an epidemic. I want to be a part <laughs> <Yeah>. of. <laughs> I want to be part of the problem. <laughs> And she's patient zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Where do you think your strengths are as a girlfriend? Not to like be gross and talk about not sex stuff, but. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, your listeners will hate this. <laughs> Probably. But I look, it's not all about butts, guys. You know, sometimes there's love and dating, too. Yeah. I think I have a lot of my own shit, but I can put it aside for him. So, like, if I'm anxious about something or, like, I feel like I don't want to go out and all I want to do is crawl up and stay inside for the weekend, he's he's not like that at all. He wants to go out, go for walks, do, like, normal people things. Okay. Um, so I can put that shit aside for him. Selfless. Uh, oh, I hope so. But, you know, you don't want to say that about yourself. Um, I, w- I would do anything for him. Like, he's just given me so much, like, and helped me turn my life around. So, and he's, he's, so before him, I always just always felt like there's something wrong with me because of nobody wanting to be my boyfriend. Cause I used to think that was like the most important thing. And I guess if I didn't have Gareth, I probably would still think that was the most important thing. Um, I hope not, but. I don't know. Um, but I, yeah, so I try and do things like clean the house, even though I fucking hate cleaning. Um, 
what else do I do? I like to think I make him laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's been going through a rough time. Uh, and I get really nervous around a lot of emotions, especially from someone. He, he's an emotional person, but he doesn't like, he doesn't let things get him down. So when he's down, I'm like, shit, things are bad. So I've been trying to cheer him up and he's been laughing and that's good. That's all I want. Do you think, uh, you think this is the guy you're going to marry? I fucking hope so. We bought a house and I've always joked about it with him. But like, if you think about it, it's just going to be so fucking hard if we break up to, um, like split financials, sell the house. It would just be so much easier if we got married. So I kind of did that on purpose. So <laughs> she's getting ready to lick some buttholes, everybody. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Sarah, thanks for doing my weird fucking podcast It was thing, awesome. Uh, after whatever many years. Life goal ticked. Do <laughs> yep. something weird. <laughs> yep. Rocking. Um, why don't you go ahead and say bye to everybody. Oh, bye. This was really fun. I hope I wasn't too d- vanilla. Ah, <laughs> oh, nonsense. You're good. Thanks. Had a great time talking to Sarah. Uh, middle class kinky. I, I love that. The runner up for my favorite moment was fingering is weird. <laughs> um, if you like the show, if you like this podcast, if you like me and my girls, like me, follow me on the places. Okay. I'm at the Billy Presida on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, say hello. Use the hashtag man podcast. Let me know what you thought about the show. If you want to say something in private, you can, of course, email your comments, your questions, your booby pictures to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Be a part of the conversation with your fellow fan whores on the Man Whore Podcast subreddit. There are individual comment threads for every episode, and I also like to post pictures, polls, links to articles that I'm in, uh, and I also respond to all sorts of questions and queries there. So for all you Reddit people, that's r slash Podcast. Uh, I'm very excited for next week's episode. I've got a special guest on. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, He's been known to be a controversial character. And I was very excited to get to the bottom of what's what was so dastardly about this dude. Spoiler alert. He's not as bad as some of the blogs would have you believe. Uh, I have on Kirill Bukowski. A.K.A. Kirill was here. A.K.A. The Slut Whisperer. Next week on the Man Whore Podcast. But until then, stay slutty. <laughs>